Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 we're here to break down from all angles the Bucks versus the Nets today. We're talking not just DFS, no, we're talking the betting markets as well, and a general overall X's and O's of trying to get a leg up on the competition, whether it is the bookmaker in the sports betting streets. I have a spread taken. We hit last night. Clippers minus 2.5, and exactly what we needed to happen, happened. There was going to be open shots. Were they going to make them? And Kawhi made them, and Reggie Jackson made them, and those X's and O's with Boban out there ended up working out for the Clippers. Tonight, we're going to have a spread pick as well, and we'll get into that momentarily as well as just breaking down. Look, it's two rotations. It's two teams. It's just one game. We can break down each individual position for each team and still do it promptly enough so you don't got to be here all day. Let's get into it right away. Like and subscribe. Be sure to do those things. Tell a friend to tell a friend about this content. Let's get into it right away by talking about some of the overarching themes of what this series will look like and then getting into each individual player minute. So first off, these teams played each other in the regular season a couple of times, but there's a lot of glaring differences from there. First of all, in any of those games that they played, the big three for Brooklyn wasn't all healthy and healthy, quote unquote, if it was a playoff game, I'm sure they would have been in there. But Harden, Kyrie and KD were not all in the game. So right there, right there in lies that those games don't really matter. And also Jeff Green was a key piece of those games a team that doesn't have much center depth and you've been seeing that DeAndre Jordan can't even get on the court Nicholas Claxton they don't feel comfortable putting him out there even in a series against Boston that had no real depth at center outside of Tristan Thompson since Robert Williams was hurt so odd to see Claxton not get more minutes but it's just showing you they don't have any 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 type of trust there they're putting Kevin Durant at the five they're putting Jeff Green at the five they started Blake Griffin at the five in the postseason who didn't look god-awful but clearly is not what you're trying to do especially when you start to get to some series where maybe you need a little bit more like potentially this one with Brooke Lopez standing on the opposite side of the court now so those games from the regular season if anybody tries to tell you today yeah but this is what they did in the regular season outside of just maybe switching on Kyrie Irving and who defended Kyrie in these situations and who defended Harden in these situations most of it doesn't really fucking matter today no Dante DiVincenzo on the Bucks side which is going to be a key piece but I think the bigger key here in terms of injuries is Jeff Green Jeff Green hitting five threes in one of those games Jeff Green giving them a little bit more depth at the five which is not great it's not really a five they're playing small ball most of the time but giving them something from a stretch standpoint Blake Griffin at this point he can try and stretch he's not shooting all that well a little bit better in the postseason but Jeff Green I trust a little bit more from a stretch standpoint especially when you're trying to guard a Brooke Lopez who you know is going to stretch on the opposite side where a stretch major means a big man who can go out there and shoot so when I start to look at these teams and I was excited for this series because this is the best matchup that we're going to see this is the best matchup in the postseason that we're going to see and it's not even close this might as well just be the finals right now there's no team that better defensively matches up against this Brooklyn Nets team and I personally can see weaknesses in this Nets team but I can't really find too many deficiencies in this Milwaukee team I mean you want to look at a couple things for the Nets the obvious glaring weakness is the big man rotation they don't really have one and you might be saying oh you don't need a big man out there you need to rebound and offensive rebounding a lot of the times will change postseason and playoff outcomes the other thing for the Nets is they don't have much depth and that's what's going to happen when you front load your roster and I get it there's the big three out there there's Joe Harris who's fine out there they're throwing whoever the hell they want at center the corpse of Blake Griffin that's somewhat coming alive in the postseason but there's not much depth after that when you're relying on guys like Landry Shamit and Tyler Johnson to play 14, 16 minutes of postseason run. There's just not much depth. When Milwaukee just lost Dante DiVincenzo, a big piece for them, 30 plus minutes a game, and they have the depth to immediately replace it. You see Bryn Forbes come in and start firing. Pat Connington comes in to kind of one for one poor man replace a Dante DiVincenzo and so on and so forth with the Bobby Portis depth, with the PJ Tucker depth, which is something that fantasy players might say, oh, he's terrible. Yes, in fantasy, he doesn't contribute much, but from a defensive standpoint of being able to stretch and make shots from three, 
he actually fits this team quite well. So right away for me from the betting markets, when I just look at this from an overall standpoint, and obviously I've broken down and we're going to break down into each individual player and what these matchups can look like. I like Milwaukee plus four in this game to start. I like Milwaukee money line even to start game one. And I think Milwaukee just matches up better against this Brooklyn team. Now there's the obvious answer of KD, Harden, and Kyrie and what the public thinks and why they're favorites these guys just shoot the lights out and they continue to dominate and that's what's going to happen in this series and i think that it could we can go out there and they can just be that much better and sweep this team in four games but this is a very good milwaukee bucks team this is not the same bucks team as last year this is a bucks team with more and better depth bobby portis stretching big man ability to rebound exact same thing for pj tucker and oh yeah drew holiday as a massive and a massive is an understatement upgrade to eric bledsoe not just offensively but defensively and you should suspect now and we can get into some of these key matchups drew holiday will be on james harden in this game and, and from a fantasy standpoint and prop betting standpoint does that take away we can say if he's going to be putting a lot of energy into trying to guard james harden does that take away from his offensive game and that's a really good point, but on the defensive end, he's not really going to have much against him. James Harden against him on defense should not stop him too much. So Drew Holiday is going to be on James Harden, so just keep that in mind for one. That's going to leave Kyrie Irving to have an ability to have a fantastic series here because he's going to get matched up against a combination of Pat Connington and Bryn Forbes, which is fine at best, but Kyrie Irving has the ability to have a massive series. And if there's any time for it to kind of come out without people expecting it, it would be game one after he was maybe not a letdown in the past series. But we could look at what that series kind of encompassed. And you can see Kyrie played the second most minutes in that game. He shot fine, 58%, only shot 39% from three. But overall, not seeing much assists. Just 11% assists in that series as James Harden took it over. Just 1.09 fantasy points per minute as James Harden and KD took this over at a 25% usage rate. So he kind of became the third wheel. And that's what we expect out of Kyrie and what we saw during the regular season. But it was to a massive extent against Boston. But now in a series where he probably won't have Marcus Smart laying on him all game long in a much easier matchup against Bryn Forbes and or Pat Connington, there's a chance that this could be a wild card for Kyrie Irving. So obviously this doesn't impact the game line, but if you're talking about it from a fantasy standpoint today, I have Kyrie Irving at $9,800, significantly cheaper than Kevin Durant and James Harden. From this big three, Kyrie Irving for 46.8 fantasy points for me today looks like a solid option. Now he is ranked behind James Harden and Durant still for me, but when you're trying to take into account ownership on maybe some showdown slates, it looks good. When you're trying to get out ahead of the prop market Kyrie Irving real points starts looks good look I don't want the assists on Kyrie Irving still I think if any today he's going to score actual points from James Harden's assist as we know that that's going to be the case Harden over a 40% assist rate in the postseason so far so if you were to bet some props today that might not look the best on paper I think Kyrie Irving's point total props look pretty appealing today so that's where I'm at on Kyrie and we can pull up all of Bush Brooklyn's minutes now so you can get a sense of what I'm projecting here and now when we talk about the big men rotation I think Blake Griffin starts at the five yet again because I think he gives him the best ability out of all those guys to defend Giannis which is not saying much but between him and Nicholas Claxton and like Reggie Perry and guys off the bench Elise Johnson I think it's going to be Blake Griffin. Now, I think they should give Claxton more run. They're facing a bigger team in Brooke Lopez who will be out there for his ability to stretch, and they probably want to get some rebounds. Brooke Lopez will bully around Blake Griffin from a rebound standpoint today, and that's not going to be good, especially if other guys on Milwaukee can do their job. So right now, you can see the minutes I have. James Harden, the big three, all got 39 minutes, and what they were doing in that last series was basically playing 38 to 39 minutes in each of the final three games, the games that were closer, especially, you know, game four that they lose in game five. So they get 39 minutes. They gave Joe Harris 36 minutes kind of in line with what he's doing. If we want to talk about the big three, just and kind of put a finishing touch on this, if I had to rank them from a interest standpoint for fantasy, it'd be Durant, it'd be Harden, it'd be Kyrie in that order. 
But if you're talking about just upside today and somebody that I would like to play and get a little bit different from the field and showdown DFS lineups, it would be Kyrie Irving. I think that Kyrie Irving is going to have a lot more open shots. And speaking of open shots, so should Joe Harris. I mean, whoever's left defensively, maybe the worst defender left on this team and likely the worst defender left on this Bucks team, which is a good defensive team, is going to go to Joe Harris. And Joe Harris is probably the one that can kill you and cut you the deepest from three. He's been shooting poorly outside of one game in the first round, pretty poorly overall. But Joe Harris right now at small forward is an appealing option in a lot of different spots. At $7,000 on DraftKings, it's a little bit tougher to really love it, especially after we talk about some of the Bucks guys in the 5K range and below. But it is an appealing spot. After that, though, these minutes can kind of go anywhere. I mean, I have Blake Griffin at 20 minutes. I would not doubt if he played 22-24. I also would not doubt if he played 16 and they increased Claxton's run. I have Bruce Brown at 22 minutes, and I'm not shocked if they give Bruce Brown 16 minutes and they increase Tyler Johnson's runs, who's shown an ability to play good defense and actually shown an ability to not just hustle, which is kind of a weird thing to say for playoff professional basketball, but yes, hustle. He's healthier. He's got less, I would say, on his tires, and he kind of fits this team a little bit better, in my opinion, just from a scoring standpoint. So if I scroll so you can see Tyler Johnson, I only gave him 12 minutes, but he's only $1,000 on DraftKings today in the betting markets. I'm trying to find some prop total on him i'd rather take his props real points than kind of go overweight on him in a betting market or anything along those lines i have him at 12 minutes today he started to play some minutes in the last series i think he offers more for them than the landry shamit will should would not be shocked if he plays especially if the game stays close and they want some more offense would not be shocked if he plays 14 16 minutes would not be shocked if he kind of closed out the last few minutes of this game if they just decided to go small ball kevin durant at the five i would not be shocked maybe a little bit surprised but not be shocked by any means so that's kind of where i'm at with this brooklyn team i think that the big man rotation is weird you could even see deandre jordan get dusted off and go back into the rotation he played in the regular season but he was a total liability in the regular season against this team and that's also when claxton in some of those games was not back and healthy yet so again there's a lot of pieces from these regular season games that are not going to all be shown outside of middleton on kevin durant i also believe that pj tucker can play on kevin durant i have pj tucker we can talk about this when we get to milwaukee for significant minutes and if that's going to be the case i think that pj tucker can play even more minutes if two things are happening he's playing solid defense against Durant and they don't have to waste Middleton's energy on Durant there and can he can have some more energy on the offensive end which will be nice for them and two PJ Tucker is just knocking down any type of shots from three literally just shoot two of three from three-point land and give us some ability on a plus minus and some recency buys to keep you on the court for both sides so there's a chance PJ Tucker plays more minutes there's not many other guys that are like that and we'll talk about Milwaukee more in depth momentarily but let me just talk about my entire interest from this Brooklyn team so from a DFS standpoint and we'll get into props in a second for me right now ranks number one Tyler Johnson Tyler Johnson he's only a thousand dollars so let's not get crazy he's not a priority of you gotta play this guy but I do think there's a real chance he sees more run in the rotation today pulls away some of Bruce Brown and or Landry Shamit's minutes so Tyler Johnson eight fantasy points right only a thousand dollars right so Tyler Johnson but here we go Kevin Durant Harden Kyrie Irving, Shamit, Bruce Brown, Blake Griffin, and Joe Harris last. Joe Harris is just really expensive right now. And for the price point, I think you can get a couple of other options. But keep in mind, like this is just for one game's median projections for a series that is going to be a lot of chess, not checkers, unlike the regular season. So Joe Harris is going to get open shots. Kyrie Irving is likely going to have the easier defensive matchups between KD against Middleton and Drew Holiday on James Harden. So take that for what you will. I'm going to be putting a little bit of a coin, if you will, on Kyrie Irving's over real life points, Joe Harris's over real life points, and a couple of other things. We might as well get into those player props right now because the sponsor of the program today, as some of you were able to cash out yesterday over there with some of the props, is going to be Prize Pick. You just bet the over/under on props. It's that simple. You can take fantasy scores, and we can go through a couple of the ones that I've placed early on right now today before the lines move. And I'd encourage you to get in there as well before the lines move. So let's chat about some of the Prize Picks that I've taken, and we can chat more in depth on them when we kind of get into 
into these specific players. If you want to sign up for this and try it out, it's literally just player props. It's that simple. There's nothing advanced about it. It's player props linked down below. And if you sign up using the code Sal, just simple, my name, there's a link in the description. Any money you put in up to $100, they'll match you. So it's literally free money. They're giving you free money. I don't know why you would not take advantage of it. You put in any money up to 100 bucks, they will double it. And then you might as well try and run up your free money bonus. Why not play with the house money? I really don't know why. Use that code Sal down below. So here's where I'm at. I'm at the over five and a half assists for Giannis. He's going to play massive minutes. And he's going to try and get his guys involved. And they're going to start to crash pretty hard in the second half, in my opinion, when they realize, oh shit, we have nobody to guard him in the paint. Blake Griffin, Nicholas Claxton, and maybe even DeAndre Jordan are not doing anything here. And when that starts to happen and they crash a little bit more, Kevin Durant crashes a little bit more, it's going to leave open shots out wide for your Brooke Lopez's, for your Middleton's so on and so forth. There's going to be opportunities. It's just a matter of if those guys can make shots and they're set up specifically for the last three or four years to make those shots around Giannis. This one I don't feel as great about. It's just over 50 fantasy points on Kevin Durant. I've got Kevin Durant today for 54.3, so I feel okay about it. Just not fantastic. The points ones are the ones I like. Bobby Portis, we're going to talk into why I like him and his ability to play more minutes today over nine and a half. And here we go. We talked about these guys. Kyrie Irving over 27 and a half points. Just going to have more open shots. I'll take those over points over a KD or a Harden today. Joe Harris, I have not pulled the trigger on yet. 13 and half is a lot of points his props were always at 11 and a half or 12 and a half in the first series and about half the time he got you there two out of like the five games he got you there 13 and a half is a lot of points but just expect more secure minutes and again expect the most open shots from anybody on this team if anything here i think i'd lean the over because joe harris is going to have the ability to shoot six to eight threes today it's just can he finally get his quote-unquote i don't know what i'm saying quote-unquote head about head out of his ass and actually start making these shots so that's where i'm at right now on price picks i encourage you to check them out use that code sal get your free money bonus so let's get into milwaukee now and start to talk about some of the things from here. So from a key matchup standpoint on the opposite side, it's going to be KD on Middleton. KD might back down Giannis at times as well when they realize they have nobody to be stopping him at all. I expect James Harden to be on Drew Holiday, and then Kyrie takes whoever else is out there between Bryn Forbes, and it's not that much of a hard spot for Kyrie, which is even more fuels why Kyrie looks like a good option today, because less defensive efforts if he's guarding Bryn Forbes or Pat Connington, and less energy spent on that side of the ball, which means even more energy when he's not going to have as much defense on him. And there's a chance, there is some chance Drew Holiday can go over to Kyrie, especially if Kyrie starts heating up, but I guarantee at least that they're going to be trying out to start on James Harden, the more lethal, obvious shooter, more lethal player. And we saw that in the first series. So right now I'm going to pull up Milwaukee's minutes. And the only guy you're not seeing is Jeff Teague right now. We can scroll in a second. I gave Jeff Teague five minutes rotation on run, barely getting in. We have Giannis at 38 minutes. That's a chance that that's low. Giannis is my highest projected fantasy scorer today. If you wanted to lean the over on Giannis fantasy points, I think you could. I have Giannis for right around 63 fantasy points. His over under is at like 58. So I think you could lean overs there. I think you could lean over on some of the props like we already have over the five and a half assists. If you're playing in the showdown mode on DraftKings, Giannis would be my favorite captain. I would take him over James Harden and Kevin Durant. The only other captain that I think makes for a lot of sense because of price discount is the guy we've been talking about, and that is Kyrie Irving, who should get a lot of open shots. Middleton and Drew Holiday are both okay options today. I don't really prefer one over the other. If I had to, if you put a gun to my head and I had to pick one, I would take Drew Holiday, but it's very close. All those big three, I gave 38 minutes. Not shocked if they'd play 39 or 40. So now here's some things that are interesting. Brooke Lopez is going to get run, and Brooke Lopez is going to be a major factor in the series. One, he can shoot the three ball two he can rebound three he can block the shit out of Blake Griffin all series long there's nobody that matches up with Brooke Lopez I think Claxton gets maybe a couple more minutes as the series goes on maybe tonight 14 16 maybe even gets up to 18 at some point in the series just to match the size and the defensive ability and rebounding of what Brooke Lopez is going to bring out there in game one so if there's ever a time to hop on Brooke Lopez in my opinion it would be right now in game one when Brooklyn is likely to throw up Blake Griffin yet again in a similar lineup and Brooke Lopez can take advantage of that both by stretching out and Griffin not being able to get to the perimeter in time or two getting on the open glass on offensive rebounding that's fantasy points that's upside and then also getting put back attempts right next to the basket block attempts whatever it might be so if there's ever a time to play brooke lopez i think at this price point sixty four hundred dollars it would 
would be right now. Going down a little bit more, I'm not interested in Bryn Forbes at 5,600. I'd rather just take the $2,000 discount and go to Pat Connington, who I think there's a real chance plays similar minutes. I have Forbes at 26. I have Connington at 22. And there's a real chance that they both can play 24 minutes. There's a real chance that if there's anything to change in lineups today, I don't think the Nets go to Claxton today in the starting lineup. If they ever do, it's probably going to be Blake Griffin. But I do think that there's a chance Milwaukee can change their starting lineup by putting Connington in over a Bryn Forbes. So I'm not really interested in Bryn Forbes. I'd be more interested in Pat Connington, even if he comes off the bench, be more interested in him. But here's the big piece here. So I do like Brooke Lopez. I'll probably move him to a yes. My yeses from this team right now are Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, and I'm close to putting a yes on Pat Connington. And fuck it, let's do it. We're going to get a $2,000 discount off of Bryn Forbes. So Bobby Portis, I like here. I gave Bobby Portis 19 minutes. There's a real chance he plays 20 plus minutes. Bobby Portis offers this team something very important. And it is what Brooke Lopez does, but he offers an ability to not just rebound, right? His props are like at five and a half rebounds. It's a good amount of rebounds for a guy only projected to play around 20 minutes. But the ability to stretch the court, he also brings a little bit of, you know, edge. There's really nobody, maybe DeAndre Jordan, there's, from an edge standpoint, you talk about the enforcer in hockey. That's Bobby Portis for this Milwaukee team. Yeah, they've always kind of been seen as a softer team. Eric Bledsoe kind of brought it, but he didn't bring it back with his play at any times. Bobby Portis has an ability to stretch the floor. His over on their points right now is nine and a half from a real life standpoint. I've taken the over on that one because I think he can stay on the court more. What do you think about when you think about Brooklyn? A team that doesn't give a fuck about defense and is just trying to score a lot of points. Their team implied total today is 121. Their game total today is 240. There's going to be a lot of points today. Both teams are going to score projected out on average to score around 120 points a piece. Well, what Bobby Portis does is PJ Tucker, and, and this is going to depend on PJ Tucker, right? To an extent, if PJ Tucker is knocking down threes today and playing good defense, which is his game. So if he's basically shooting well and can stay on KD for po points in the game, well, you can kind of write away some Bobby Portis minutes because he's not going to be getting minutes away from Brooke Lopez outside of foul trouble. So then Bobby Portis is screwed. But if PJ Tucker cannot stay hang with KD, which not a lot of guys can, right? He kind of did during the regular season, but not a lot of guys can over an extended amount of time. And if PJ Tucker's just standing in the quarter and they're not really kicking it to him much or he's not making those shots, then it's bring in Bobby Portis because Bobby Portis can do a little bit more from a bruising standpoint, be a little bit more from a rebounding standpoint. And now, hey, try your hand at making some threes. So it'll be interesting to see who comes off the bench first. Is it Bobby Portis before PJ Tucker? Because then it's wheels up. Then he got the ability to show you what he can do now if he can just hit some of those shots. Or is it PJ Tucker first? Now, in some past series, it's basically been those guys at the same time. Bobby Portis has come in for offense at certain times, which I think can happen in this series. Just picture this. If Milwaukee is down eight to 10 points midway through the third quarter, it's going to be Bobby Portis out there more because he offers you more closer to the basket, not just from three. PJ Tucker is more so from three, not closer to the basket. He has more versatility in his offensive game. So I've met 19 minutes today. And I have PJ Tucker at 25. So if Tucker only plays 22 minutes, then expect the Bobby Portis to play 22 minutes as well. His minutes to go up when Tucker's come down. So Bobby Portis is a 1.1 fantasy point per minute producer. He's more than that in some situations. If we pull up the first round, he averages 1.1 fantasy points per minute to PJ Tucker's 0.46, right? So I'm not really interested in paying, playing PJ Tucker today. What did Bobby Portis do in that first series? He played fantastic. And this is why I think he can have more of an ability to play. PJ Tucker shot 29% from three. You can't do that today when Giannis is going to be running into the paint and you need spacing. Bobby Portis shot four. 46% from three. That is very good on 13 attempts. He shot 69% from the field overall. He played 70 total minutes. PJ Tucker played 82. So you can see in five games, there's just like a two minute difference. Real chance Bobby Portis gets a lot more opportunities today. He had a 24% defensive rebounding rate. And here's the other big thing, the defense, right? The defense, the ability to rebound, 24% defensive rebounding rate, and only, only, only an 8% defensive rebounding rate because PJ Tucker is stretching a lot more for Tucker. So I don't think they give Bobby Portis the 
okay, 30 minutes and PJ Tucker's not playing. I think they value PJ Tucker's grit to an extent. So that's kind of another guy who has this and just ability to play defense on Kevin Durant. But as the series goes on, Bobby Porter is very similar to Brooke Lopez is likely to get more run because of what he can do, not just from rebounding and defense, but stretching the court now in his versatility on offense. So Bobby Portis for me is somebody that I like a good amount. That's why I'm taking very similar to Kyrie. I think Kyrie, Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez, these are guys who have an advantage right away in game one from who's going to be on them standpoint and how their game's tailored to how the series is going to go play a lot of offense and just have a couple of stands on defense and be able to maybe rebound. And if you're Kyrie's standpoint, be able to dish some assists. So those are guys who I think will be a little bit more under the radar, if you will, compared to the big guys like Giannis and Kevin Durant and, and all those guys that people are going to want to play today. And now you can see the rest of the guys on the screen. It's just PJ Tucker at 25 minutes. I have him as a maybe just because he's playing a lot of minutes. If it is the PJ Tucker shoots four of six from three game, he might be worth it. He's not really that interesting to me though. He's probably my least favorite option that's in a player pool. And then Jeff Teague just for as of right now, five minutes of play. So as of right now, I'm patreon which if you want to sign up for patreon we have projections ranks a lineup optimizer for the showdown slates uh, tools for other sports mma is tonight pga next week mlb every single day but my top plays updated for lock if there's any changes here in a player pool right now on patreon i have 15 guys in a player pool that are interesting to me and i currently have six guys as yeses so you can sign up on patreon down below to get access to all that so there we go we went kind of team by team what some of these x's and o's can look like i think the bucks are really set up nicely defensively for this team i think there's a chance that we see a lineup change to pat connington in for Bryn forbes but other than that i think the nets throw out the same lineup at least for game one and it'll be interesting to see what that Nets overall team depth, their center rotation looks like. And then the downsides from Milwaukee, I don't really know what they are. Maybe it's Giannis's th free throw shooting. Maybe it's if there's too much energy given up on defense by a Drew Holiday and a Chris Middleton, Middleton on KD, Holiday on Mr. James Harden, that there might not be enough energy and effort on the offensive end as the series goes on. Maybe that's the weaknesses for Milwaukee, but they're just loaded for depth. They have the perfect center rotation, if you will, Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez being able to both stretch the court and even PJ Tucker to that extent. So this is going to be a fun series. This is the best series of the postseason. There's no doubt. If, if Embiid would have stayed healthy, maybe the next matchup in the Eastern Conference Finals, but this is the best series. You have the best offense with a big three against the best defense, and those guys can all play fucking defense on Milwaukee. Giannis, Middleton, and Drew Holiday, as good as any big three in the NBA right now, probably as good as any, the best. My overall interest right now from a DraftKings perspective, this is where they rank for me. Obviously, Tyler Johnson is not a priority. I just want to say that again. He's only $1,000, so he's no matter how many points he scores, he's just going to pop up as a value. Just keep in mind, he's not even projected for 10 points for me. But Giannis, Kevin Durant, Harden, Kyrie, and Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis, Kyrie, and Brooke Lopez, though, for me today, are guys that I think will be less owned. They're going to be highly owned. It's a one-game slate, but less owned. Maybe the fifth, sixth, seventh guy owned today but I have a massive amount of upside. That's why I've taken their props already in the points market before other people catch up and before they do something tonight that doesn't allow you to get it in the next series. So support the sponsor of the program, Prize Picks, by taking some of those props. Kyrie, Bobby Portis' overs on points, some fantasy points overs if you want to for Kevin Durant's 50. And also we're, we're debating on Joe Harris's over under and then Giannis's over five and a half assists tonight. Like and subscribe before you go. We're not going to be live later today because it's Saturday. It's a one-game slate, and we just broke it down in depth. There's not much more to talk about later, but there's, I believe, a two-game slate tomorrow, so maybe we can go live for that and talk a little bit more in depth. Enjoy the rest of your day, ladies and gentlemen, and the fellas out there, and I'll see you all in the next one.